This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, April 7th. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. U.S. aid warns of acute food insecurity. Ukrainians tie food crisis to war aid and shipping reform update. U.S. trying to preempt potential years-long food crisis. The Biden administration is working to preempt a potentially years-long food supply crisis spurred by the Russian invasion of Ukraine, that according to the U.S. Agency for International Development. Sarah Charles, who heads USAID's Bureau of Humanitarian Assistance, told a House Agriculture Subcommittee yesterday that the U.S. is working closely with the Ukrainian government to ensure the country can continue to export amidst the raging war. USAID also is helping Ukrainian farmers gain access to credit to buy seed, fertilizer, and other core inputs. Still, Charles warned the war is poised to create acute food insecurity throughout the world for the next several years. She said the war will likely cause a 10 to 20 percent increase in commodity prices. Now take note, ExxonMobil is working with Ukraine to address its fuel shortage, and Poland is also helping by drawing from its own strategic reserves, she said. Now, in a related story, the U.S. is tapping into Bill Emerson Trust for Ukraine aid. U.S. aid uh, are, is in a very active dialogue to start drawing from the Bill Emerson Humanitarian Trust to address food aid needs. U.S. aid's Charles says funding from the account would be used to bolster existing emergency food operations in countries acutely impacted by this crisis. Ukrainian Ag Consulting Group details crop shortages. Ukrainian Ag Consulting Group, UK AgroConsult, is forecasting sharp cuts in domestic production. The group projected yesterday that Ukrainian farmers would likely produce just 19 million metric tons of corn this year, down from 42 million last year. Wheat production this year is expected to be at about 19.8 million metric tons, the group said. USDA had estimated the Ukrainian 2021 wheat production at 33 million metric tons. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. AgriPulse Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, the third largest dairy cooperative in the country based on milk volume. Edge is a powerful advocate of Washington for farmers throughout the Midwest. Dairy farmers have always been leaders in caring for the environment, and they continue to lead in addressing changing climate conditions. EDGE believes environmentally focused policies affecting agriculture should be guided by farmers, grounded in science, driven by the market, and sufficiently flexible to allow for innovation at the farm level. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Food crisis linked to need for Ukraine war aid. Ukrainian activists are making the case on Capitol Hill that global food security is at stake if their country doesn't get the military aid it needs from the West. A former chair of the Foreign Affairs Committee in the Ukrainian parliament, Hannah Hopko, 
likened Putin's attack on Ukraine to the famine that Joseph Stalin used to kill millions of Ukrainians in the 1930s. This culture of genocide from Stalin to Putin hasn't disappeared, Hopko said at a Capitol News conference with GOP Senators Roger Marshall of Kansas and Joni Ernst of Iowa. Diary Kalinuk, who heads a national anti-corruption program in Ukraine, said it's critical that farmers get the fuel they need for planting fuel reserves in Ukraine were deliberately hit by Russians, she said. Costa, conversations on Ocean Shipping Reform Act ongoing, path forward, not yet clear. Representative Jim Costa, the California Democrat, working on getting the Ocean Shipping Reform Act to the president's desk. The Senate passed a version last week that leaves out some provisions that were in the original House bill. Costa, a co-sponsor of the House measure, says he's talked to fellow California Democrat John Garamondi about putting those provisions, which include minimum service standards, in a different shipping bill rather than insisting they be a part of the OSRA. Garamendi is uh, the House bill's lead Democratic sponsor. Costa said at some point you have to figure out what's the best you can get. Why it matters? Well, the House must either approve the Senate bill the way it is or get the Senate to negotiate a compromise version. The bill is aimed at alleviating port bottlenecks. Trump water quality certification rule returns. The Supreme Court has reinstated a Trump administration Clean Water Act rule limiting state and tribal oversight over the impacts of federally licensed energy projects on water quality. In a 5-4 to four decision issued without any explanation by the majority, the court put the rule back on the books while an appeal proceeds in the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals. A federal district court had vacated the Section 401 rule in October, while the Environmental Protection Agency develops new regulations, prompting eight states and three major energy groups, the American Petroleum Institute, the Interstate Natural Gas Association, and National Hydropower Association, to seek a stay from the high court. Chief Justice John Roberts joined uh, in the dissent led by Justice Elena Kagan, who said the state and energy interests were unable to clear the high bar of demonstrating irreparable harm if they were not granted a stay of the lower court's decision. The applicants have not identified a single project that a state has obstructed in the five months since the district court's decision, the dissent said. APHIS data on high-path avian influenza back on the web. USDA data on the spread of highly pathogenic avian influenza returned to the Internet yesterday, but without the map that was used to accompany it. The numbers were taken down for about a day due to a technical issue in data transfer that caused unexpected inflation of the counts on the HPAI dashboard. USDA's Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service said that maps being worked on. The snafu briefly doubled the count, which includes laying hens and pullets, turkeys, and broiler chickens, to 46 million birds. 
a reporter cited that number and asking a question of Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack on a teleconference Tuesday. Infections have been detected in about 23 million birds in 24 states, APHIS said, and the outbreak is still active. Iowa reported two more infections in turkey flocks in Hamilton County in the past two days. Here's today's She Said It. I would love for this war to finish quickly, but I'm afraid it's a long story. That's Ukraine's Dairi Kolnuk on Capitol Hill yesterday. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, April 7th, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nally.